This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Now, Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Good morning. This just in, as we say in the news business. As you heard on Jane's News, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau just announced that he will be rolling back the age of eligibility for old age security to 65 in the federal budget next week. And that reverses a Harper government plan to increase the age of eligibility to 67. Now, this rollback has been a key CARP demand. And the prime minister made the promise to the annual general meeting of CARP back in 2014, long before he took office or even started the federal election campaign. So what does it mean for you, and what do you think of it is a good idea. The numbers to call 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. And I just want to say a word about that because most people wait to hear the interview before calling in, and that kind of makes sense. But then I'm getting emails from people who are complaining. They say, you know, People who call in earlier in the show have a chance to express themselves fully, but when you take my call near a break, I don't have enough time. So we have to take our breaks here. So I'm just saying, call in, get your place in line, and that way we can be sure that we get to you and you have a chance to say what you think fully. Uh, So first, let's hear from Wanda Morris, CARP's Vice President of Advocacy, and she's in Vancouver for The Zoomer Show. Wanda Morris, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So what is your reaction to this? Uh, Even before the budget is unveiled, the Prime Minister confirmed that old age security, the age of eligibility, is going to be rolled back to 65 well, I think uh, our, our members will be really pleased to hear this. Uh, we talked before about our Feet to the Fire campaign and how we were going to be holding the federal government accountable uh, and how delightful that the very first uh, promise we wanted to hold them accountable to, the rollback of old age security, uh, is now being committed. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think of the fact that, that he made this announcement in New York to an American news organization? Are you a little put out by that? That is interesting politics, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure what I make about that. It's, it's uh, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that Stephen Harper took a lot of flack for when he announced that he was going to increase the age was that he made this announcement in Davos. So, I don't know, it seems like a weird kind of a bookend that it's reversed in New York City. It does, doesn't it? I mean, when you think about an issue that will affect so many millions of Canadians, it is a bit odd that it wasn't announced closer to home. What do you think this means in real terms for CARP members? You know, the reality is for most of our CARP members, uh, the change was really not going to affect them because, of course, it was going to be phased in uh, in the future. And uh, for people that are would 
have the ability to, to make changes before they retired. But what I know about our CART members is that they're not just fighting for themselves. They're fighting for their children and their grandchildren. So they're going to be really pleased that future generations will be able to have more financial security. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, a retirement age of 65 is sustainable given uh, that we are living so much longer? You know, it's an interesting question, and and I think we can uh, sustain it, provided that there's obviously sufficient funding uh, and that uh, individuals have other uh, means of supporting themselves into retirement. Uh, Certainly prolonging the age would have um, allowed uh, more sustainability. The greatest concern, though, was that individuals who had really tough physical jobs uh, at 65, they were just, their bodies were so beaten up that it was really hard to expect them to to work longer. Um, So, you know, for those people in particular, I think this change is very welcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other countries, most European countries, have already raised the age to 67. Uh, Does that not make a difference? You know, I, I think, well, clearly it does because you save on, on two years' worth of benefits for, you know, a large and growing demographic. Uh, and, and perhaps, you know, such a change is in Canada's future, but maybe with uh, more consultation. And certainly, I think, with, with other um, compensations so that uh, perhaps offsetting increases in um, disability and ease of people to get disability. So f- folks who whose bodies just can't continue um, have another source of income and, and aren't facing two years of poverty. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was that was one of the things that there was nothing there in the Harper plan to cushion those two years for people who needed more support. Indeed. Um, so perhaps it's, um, you know, we've got a rollback for the moment. Perhaps we'll see uh, a different version of this, but one that's, that's more robust. And so we get both uh, sustainability, uh, but also uh, real benefits for Canadians. Uh-huh. Um, and you mentioned the Feet to the Fire campaign. What are some of the other issues that you want to hold the government accountable for? We're uh, just uh, less than a week before the first Trudeau Liberal federal budget. Uh, indeed. So uh, top of mind for many CART members is the uh, Canada Pension Plan. We've uh, heard in Ontario, for example, that uh, um, there's movement afoot to have a, a, a second, a complementary plan. And, and our members generally think that's a mistake, that uh, they want something not just for Ontario, but for all Canadians. And they really want to avoid the duplication of bureaucracy of setting up a second plan. And, and the best way to uh, avoid having an Ontario plan is to make sure that we have a, a more robust Canada pension plan. So, so that's certainly key. Uh, another area that's affecting so many of our members is uh, the burden of caregiving. And we're really looking for uh, relief for caregivers. Uh, there was some promises uh, from the Liberals' campaign uh, platform around uh, flexibility, uh, income protection for caregivers when they take time off work, um, and giving them um, the opportunity not just to nurse uh, terminally ill loved ones, but also ones with, with chronic diseases. So so, so that would be uh, something we, we're certainly keen on. And, and then for our, our poorest seniors, the government had pledged an increase of uh, close to $1,000 in uh, the guaranteed income supplement, and we're really looking for for them to, to honor that promise in this budget. Okay. Wanda Morris in Vancouver for the Vancouver Zoomer Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Great. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, well... 
Let's go right to the phones. Ralph in Hamilton. Hi. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Fine, fine. So what do you think I, of this? I think it's great politics. Uh, it's just stupid policy, though, and I think CARP is doing a real disservice to seniors uh, down the road. And at, what, why so, is that? Well, because this isn't going to be sustainable, uh, you know, uh, uh, as you mentioned, I think European countries and the uh, uh, United States are up to 67. You know, when people are, uh, when Pearson brought in the Canada Pension Plan, I think 65 and the Institute in 66, the average age uh, lifespan was to about 72. So you're looking at um, financing something for five to seven years. Now we're up to 17 years. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't take a uh, rocket scientists realize that this is just uh, not sustainable, not only the old age security, but the old age security supplement. And now, then you're, you, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking, you know, even in what uh, I just heard Justin Trudeau say, and certainly in Wanda's comments, you know, I am detecting a little bit of wiggle room. I think even though there was a long phase in for the Harper plan, it wasn't going to take effect till 2023. I think the problem that people had was that it left a gap with nothing to cover the gap except for people having to go on welfare. So I think that the plan to raise the age, and I agree with you, I think it will be inevitable that rather than doing that first, I, I think that it would go down a lot better if there is a well-thought-through uh, you know, provision for those two years for people who need it. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, well, they, they got to deal with that as a separate problem. But, no, they want to just take a big brush, and, and uh, they're going back, you know, let, let's follow Greece. Well, we know what happens uh, <laughs> with Greece's example, and that's exactly what they're doing in this thing here. And it's like snake oil salesmen. Uh, you know, the public's going to buy this nonsense and not realize that uh, they should have the actuaries come out and tell us exactly what this is going to cost not to both the old age uh, security and the old age security supplement and the Canada pension plan. And, you know, they're the ones that can uh, put this in dollars and cents. And I say, I think CARP's done a disservice, uh, maybe not for seniors now, but 20 years from now, they sure as hell have. And uh, anyhow, uh, I, I, I just think it's, it's not only going to at 67, it's going to eventually have to go up. Somebody's got to come up with a figure and say, okay, we can afford to uh, pay these benefits for 10 years or 15 years after, you know, uh, uh, or life, depending on what it is. So 65, we're, we're now paying to 82 approximately. So we've got to come up and say, first of all, what can we afford to pay to? And then then work from there backwards and say, okay, in order to do that, we have to have an age of 67 or 68 or whatever. Okay, thanks a lot, Ralph. Good luck. <laughs> Okay, we have time for one more call, uh, I'm afraid, uh, quickly. Gary in Toronto. Hi, Gary. Gary? Gary, can you hear me? Hello. Hi, Gary. Yeah, here. I just wanted to put a quick point for you. Thank you. Um, I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Hi. Just want a quick point. First of all, who's going to pay for all these things? We're going to pay for it. Thank you. <laughs> And how come we made this announcement in, in New York and here in Toronto when we had an attack in a military uh, institution at Young and Shepherd, he sends out a tweet. 
That's uh, all I want to say. He sent out a, he sends out tweets on everything. He sent out a, we found out about this actually on a tweet as well before it was picked up by sure. regular news I, organizations. And right. and I agree with you. Um, it it's kind of uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a slap that he makes an announcement like this in New York to uh, Bloomberg Business News. But but hey, uh, you yeah. know that's that's just a reporter's gripe. That's it. We're all paying for it here. We're working harder and harder. We have to work past 65 and 70 anyway, so... Well, you know what? A lot of us want to. Uh, I don't want to. Thank you very much. I could (laughs) do other things, but thank you very much, okay? Okay, thanks. Thanks for calling. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.